This is episode 65 with Melissa Machat. Welcome to the Athletic Mindset. I am your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer turned personal performance coach. Each week, it is my goal to bring you a unique story of an elite athlete's mindset to help you unlock and discover your life's potential. Today, I sat down with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Specialist, Melissa. And why I wanted to bring Melissa on the show is she brings a unique perspective that I haven't really heard much about before, and I wanted to share it with you all. We break down how it is we are talking to ourselves, our self-talk, and why it matters, how we can start changing our self-talk to better our performance on a daily basis. So without further ado, please welcome on Melissa. Melissa, welcome to... The Athletic Mindset. I'm happy to connect with you here. It's nice seeing your face, not in the sea of other people's faces on Zoom. How are we doing today? Amazing. And thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Yeah. And I'm excited to bring your unique perspective because your expertise in NLP, and I'm, I know I'm going to botch what that actually stands for, but Neuro Linguistic Programming, correct? Perfect. That's yes. it. Okay. I got it. What fascinates me about that specifically and what you do is it takes a lot of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast and underlying themes that keep coming up, but it actually makes it actionable. And that's what I'm excited to dive in, I guess, to things here with you today. What sparked your interest in getting NLP certified, becoming a coach and going down that route yourself? That is a Great question. So I feel like I have been a burned out entrepreneur trying to figure out what was wrong with me, feeling like a failure. I don't know if any of your people can relate to this, feeling like I know what to do, but I'm not taking action. I must need more discipline, motivation, accountability. I've had some insane amount of accountability and I just, it made me feel worse. It made me feel like something was seriously wrong with me because it just wasn't working or I wasn't seeing the success the people around me were seeing. And I was introduced to NLP through mentors and coaches probably six years ago, but I didn't really know what it was. And I had never like learned it from the source. I just heard other people's like interpretations of it. I had a coach. I've always believed in coaching. I've had coaches for my business, especially in real estate. And the past couple of years, they were more NLP master practitioners and helping me with like the, the inner work and the deeper stuff under the surface that I had no idea was the problem or getting in my way. So when the training came to Las Vegas last year, I was like, I need to go for myself and learn firsthand what this is because I know it's helpful, but like something is still not quite clicking for me. And when I went, it all started to make sense and I was completely blown away. It changed my life. And I just realized more people need to hear this. And I kind of made it my mission to get the word out because I had no idea this existed to the extent that it did. And it literally will change your life. Yeah. I feel like it's opening up one of those doors that you had no idea just how far reaching it was on the other side. But when you start to just creak it open slowly, you're like, Oh, okay. I like what I'm seeing down here. What was that process like to get certified and to just further educate yourself on this topic? 
So a year ago was the integrative practitioner course. And I went through the empowerment partnership, Dr. Matt James and NLP.com. So when I went to the course, there is a like 30 day action plan and a Mm -hmm. very large test you need to take in order to get certified at that level. I did that. I went through the process and then to get kind of the master practitioner, I it's two weeks, a very intense, literally 10 AM to 8 PM training for two weeks. And I did that in July of this year. So COVID actually allowed me some space so that I could do it all because otherwise you know, taking two weeks away from your business is a little frightening. So that just, it's a lot of intense hours and practice. And uh, I've been using these techniques, obviously, throughout the year. And now Mm -hmm. after everything I learned in July, we do something called complete breakthrough sessions. So for example, someone who is stuck in their career, and they just they know they have big goals, but something is just holding them back or something's missing. I've helped entrepreneurs in different spaces basically clear that up, figure out what it is and get back into action and the results they have seen just by clearing up the crap they didn't know was holding them back in the first place. It's, it's mind blowing how fast things can happen when you're just clear about what you want and you let all those doubts, fears, limiting beliefs, all the noise in your head. That's just what are you doing? Am I good enough? I don't know. Do I deserve this? Maybe I'm not meant for this. You know, something's just not, it's that, I don't know if anyone else has it. Mine was really loud. Like, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? You know what to do, but you're not doing it. Something's just missing, right? Like you're stuck, frustrated. Yeah. (laughs) You're speaking right to me. Uh, I want to chat off the record here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's funny. You read my mind because I was going to say like, what are some common things that you just keep seeing coming up is this year in particular, are there any themes that are really showing themselves in the people that you've worked with? I would say the common theme is definitely whether you know it or not, it usually comes down to worthiness. Mm. Am I good enough? Do I deserve this? I feel like I don't deserve it. Money blocks right? I say I want to make more money, but like, I can't hold on to it, or I can't seem to get it or, you know, just do I even deserve to make a lot of money? Like there's a lot of things around, I would say, money and finances. And that stems back to your beliefs around money, your family, your upbringing, your how you were raised, what you were taught, you know, it's, I'd say those are the most common, uh, and especially in a career setting or breakthrough, you want to get to the next level. You want to make more, you know, you're capable of making more, you know what you need to do to make more yet. Something is just still not clicking or off. And that is usually a unconscious or subconscious block about money that you have that you don't know you have. I hope you figure out that you have it. So (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I had like no idea what, money mindset really meant and why I should even care about it until this year. Mm-hmm. And then same thing, like as I started to learn more about it, it was like, Oh, that makes way more sense. Like the reason I, you know, stay at six figures or stay at whatever, you know, salary level is because of X and would have never made that, you know, correlation. What does, I guess, how does your process work? How walk me through I mean, I don't, 
I've never done any NLP training, but I, I work a lot on the mindset side of things. And I think it's very similar in a way. How does your process work? I would say the first thing is educating and letting people know how their brain actually processes information and how we then take that, what I call like, it's an internal representation. So for example, I'm going to just walk you through real quick this. Mm -hmm. So I do teach on this. And to me, this is kind of the eye-opening experience I started to have breakthroughs and things like that. Yes, that gets very intensive and I'm happy to talk more and explain more about that. But this is something tangible. I feel like people can walk away with today, which is you have an external event that happens, which literally is happening all the time, all around you, whether it's someone, you know, cutting you off while you're driving, whether it's the TV being on and people texting you, like whatever is happening around you, your brain is actually filtering and processing that information and your brain will delete it. It will distort it or it will generalize it. This was huge for me because I actually have dealt with like anxiety and paranoia for pretty much my entire life. And so what I did not realize is that an external event would happen, which could be someone walking down the street, right? Like I'm walking on the street and someone's walking towards me. My brain would distort that into danger, fear, protect yourself. You better watch out. Someone's coming towards you. I know it sounds absurd, but that's literally what my brain would do. Same thing with someone cutting you off while you are driving. Your brain will sometimes generalize saying, how dare you, you jerk, flip off, you go into like a state of rage. Like, like why is someone cutting you off? Send some people into literally a fit of rage that they don't even like realize is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're generalizing it. And, and part of the NLP and what we call like reframing is what if they're trying to get to the hospital? Like, what if it's an emergency and it's like a life or death situation, or if they are late to work one more time, they're about to get fired. And so they are doing whatever they need to do to make it somewhere. Are you going to get in a fit of rage because someone's like trying to get to the hospital or about to get fired? Or would you filter that information differently to say, like, if someone cuts me off, I'm like, I hope you get to where you're going and you're okay. And thank you for getting out of my way. I don't even flinch. It doesn't even bother me. Yeah. It's funny that that came up because I've, I've talked a lot recently on here about emotional fitness. And I think that is a untapped area of a lot of people's lives that they don't realize they have control over it. And it sounds like NLP is one of the practices that you can start implementing into your day-to-day life of how to actually change those emotional responses. That's crazy. I've, I've had, you know, those shifts and those reframes happen this past year. And I guess I was practicing what you're preaching before I even really had a full understanding of what it was, but it's extremely powerful because I think oftentimes a lot of people's performances, they just, I wouldn't say suffer, but they're definitely limited by how they are viewing and taking in what is the stimuli around them, whether it's in an athletic competition or in the office or whatever, it's letting these things come in. Like you said, is it the car cutting you off or is it your boss telling you, Hey, you know, I know we said you were going to be off today at, you know, noon, but Hey, something just came up. I'm going to need you to stay till five. What's your initial reaction? Is it going to be, oh, I hate this guy. 
Or is it like, okay, I understand. Let's do it. And then maybe we can get it done earlier. So here's where it gets, it gets even deeper. So based on how you interpret it creates your, what we call your internal representation or your reality, right? However you filter it, that is real to you. You'd be like, Melissa, no, they're a jerk and they cut me off and they deserve to be punished. I don't know. Whatever goes through your head, that is your reality. And so your, what we call again, internal representation, you could call that your perspective, your reality, that actually controls your like physiology, which controls your behavior, which controls your action. And it happens so fast, we don't even know it's happening. So if you are the person that flips somebody off when they cut you off and honk and cuss, that is literally happening in like what, nanoseconds, where Mm. it happened, you generalized it, this is real to you, you then react and behave based on that. So when it comes to fitness or it comes to taking action, what is actually being processed and going through your head? How are you filtering it that's preventing you from doing something? I love it. It's almost like you're putting up roadblocks to prevent them from going down the same old path over and over again. I think the challenging probably part of your work is because it's oftentimes changing behaviors that are so deep rooted to go one way. And now you have to go this way. What are things that you've noticed to help with that redirection to a better reframe? So here's the cool part. It can happen as fast as you're ready to do something about it. Mm. So I think that's, I never really realized how, efficient and I have no patience and I want things done very quickly. So if you told me it would take six months to reprogram my mind or it takes 66 days to build a new habit, who has time for that? Right? Like I'm the impatient one who I'm like, I want it now. Let's move quicker. Like let's get this done. So I'm learning that about myself that I might have a lit. I need to calm down sometimes, right? I'm a little bit of like that go getter. Let's make it happen as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on that. And with NLP, I think that's what really I love about it is that literally there are tools to reprogram your mind as quickly as you are open and ready to, to change it. it. It doesn't have to take months. It doesn't have to take years. And, and sometimes people are like, you're telling me that I almost got offended, right? Like you're telling me I can get rid of my anxiety and my fear and all these issues like in a day, like I've been dealing with this my entire life. Like if it's that easy, how come I haven't done it yet? Right? Like I almost got offended that it was like, you're telling me I can like change all of this quickly. And the truth is you can. So the way you do that is by understanding the relationship between your unconscious and your conscious mind. So hopefully everyone is aware You have a conscious and an unconscious and unconscious subconscious. I use it interchangeably to me. It's the same thing for others. It might have a different meaning, but for this context, let's just say it has the same, you know, meaning unconscious subconscious. So have you ever driven somewhere and you almost went on autopilot and you like missed your exit or you're like, how did I get home? Like, right. Like there's things we literally do on autopilot. That is our unconscious just running the show. Mm -hmm. And so what I like to teach and educate and explain to everybody, because again, this, this was the, what resonated with me, and this will tie back into why people take action or don't, is consciously 
this is where you set goals, you create strategy. I want this. I want to work out X amount of times. I'm going to be in the gym at this time. I'm going to eat healthy. Like those are all conscious decisions. So Mm -hmm. above, like if you look at an iceberg, the tip above the iceberg is all conscious, right? Decisions underneath the iceberg, underneath the surface is our unconscious mind, which is where our fears, doubts, beliefs, limiting beliefs, self-talk, we've talked about self-talk, right? Your self-talk, all these things are beneath the surface. And what I want everyone to kind of visualize is that your conscious is the goal setter. That's where you set goals consciously. I want to make X amount of money. I want to be this, you know, workout. I want to look a certain way, conscious. Your unconscious mind is the goal getter. So if you say you want something and you don't follow through, there is actually something underneath the surface unconsciously that is preventing you from taking action. I love that. You always, I, I love the idea of going a step deeper and making, let's find out what it is that's blocking you. And I think that's oftentimes a struggle for a lot of people. It's they say they're going to do something and they don't follow through on it. And then it leads to this negative self-talk of I always am committing to something and I never actually follow it through. So then my confidence suffers and we just spiral Self up and, you know, I need more discipline. I'm just not, I hear people say it all the time. I'm just, I need more discipline. I'm just not motivated. I I need more accountability. I don't know, just something like I know what I need to do. I'm not doing it. And then you beat yourself up and guilt and shame and all that negative self-talk that if anybody heard what we, how we talk to ourselves, it's horrifying, right? It's, it can be very bad. Mine was super mean. That's, I think why I'm so passionate about this and getting this message out there is Mm. No, you don't need more motivation, discipline, or accountability. You need to figure out what it is underneath the surface that is actually preventing you from taking action. I love that. Yeah, one of the best examples of what how crazy self-talk is, especially the negative, I've heard recently was, I believe his name was Michael Gervais. He's a sports psychologist and he was telling a story of he was out on the golf course with a buddy and his buddy shot a bad shot and started cursing up a storm and saying like, you're an idiot, you know, you know, all this stuff. And he goes, Hey, pause for a second. Would you talk to your kid like that? If you had a coach and your coach was talking to your kid like that, what would you do? And he's like, I'd fire the coach. And he goes, okay, so why are you coaching yourself that way? You know, stop with the negative self-talk. How have you found to navigate negative self-talk and start to regulate it so that it's more of a positive reinforcement rather than that pity party, let's get down in the dumps? Yes. There's so much I could say on this. I'm like, how much time do we have? When it comes to self-talk, I think first step really is awareness that you're doing it. Because a lot of us, it's that autopilot. We don't even realize how we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we beat ourselves up. So for me, I think the first step was realizing that I even did it in the first place and starting to pay attention to my language and what I'm saying, because 
our unconscious is always listening. And just to get a little bit even deeper, it wants to prove us right. So when you say, I suck at this, I'm not good enough at this, I'm not disciplined, I'm not motivated, our brain hears like, okay, let's chill out then. Let's lay down on the couch. Let's watch TV. Like, let's, yeah, you're right. You're right. You don't deserve it. You aren't worthy. Like, let's keep you safe and let's just, you know, live small. So just understanding it to me started to give me, I almost call it when I work with clients, it's almost like you become like a backseat driver and your self-talk and inner voice is the driver. And you're almost like watching yourself where you're like, whoa, hold on a second. Like, why am I spiraling? So for me, I'll actually give you four, four tips of how to kind of stop yourself, reprogram it, and then get back focused. I'd love to share real quick. We're human. We have emotions and we're trained to focus on the negative. So don't beat yourself up for having negative self-talk. That's just how we are hardwired. Like that's just how it is. So we usually focus on what we don't want, what's not good enough, what's not working. I'm lazy. I must be this, right? Like we have way more language for negative words than we do for positive. That to me is the first piece is number one, understanding how your brain processes information. Number two is understanding that we are programmed to focus on the negative. So, okay, how in the world do I focus on the positive? And that is my famous question of what do you actually want? Mm. And you will find most people have a really hard time answering that. And they'll even say, well, I want to not be like, they'll go back to a negative, right? Like I want to not be working so much. And you're like, right. What's the positive way to even say that? I want more freedom in my life. Not, I want to like not work with, you know, as much or work 24 seven. That's still negative. I love that. I I feel like it's so intentional with the words on here, especially on the work and coaching I do. It's, It's all about just bringing the right intention behind your actions. And that certainly applies to your self-talk and it applies to your wording too. And just how you talk to other people goes along. Pay attention to your language because this is where the money blocks come in. Do you say that I can't afford it? I don't have enough because guess what? Your reality is going to start showing you how you're right. Mm. For me, I guess, and the four tips of how to like start rewiring your brain, if I can share those, I would love to to give them to you. So this applies to everything, whether you're not taking action to work out, whether it's business, whether it's something that's kind of, you know, you need to do it, you're avoiding it, you're putting it off. So number one is like, literally ask yourself, I know it sounds weird, but like, sometimes I will ask myself out loud. This is the fun part. Your unconscious like knows the answer. So sometimes you'll ask out loud and like something will just pop up and you're like, where did that come from? So the first question is, what am I avoiding? Is it like for people who make cold calls, right? Like, is it fear of being rejected? Is it fear of sounding dumb? If it's a workout, is it fear of looking like not the way you want to look in the gym? Is it fear of like not really knowing what I need to do? Like, ask yourself, what am I avoiding? Number two is like, what am I afraid of? right? What is it? Like get, dig one step deeper into it. So like, okay, I know I'm avoiding it because of this, but like, let's just dig one step deeper into 
what is it that's like really there? What's really coming up for me? And number three is where you start switching your mind. Number three is what do I actually want? Like, what is it? Do I want to be healthy? Do I want to just feel good in my body? Do I want to feel strong? Like, what is it that I actually want? Get out of the fear, get out of the negative. What is the purpose? What is the intention, right? Like, like what mm-hmm. is it that I actually want with this? And then my favorite is number four. What is the first step to make it happen? Even if it's small, we sometimes get like crazy, right? Like, well, if I want to be healthy, I have to be in the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Okay, so what are you avoiding? I'm avoiding waking up at 4.30 in the morning because I'm tired and I get like no sleep. Okay, so what is it that, right? Like go one step deeper, like, oh, I only get three hours of sleep. So you know what? Yeah, I don't want to get up at 4.30 because I'm tired the rest of the day and I don't feel like I can function. Well, what do you actually want? Well, I want to be healthy. I want to feel my best. So what's the first step you could do to make it happen? Well, I could do a workout at home at noon because that actually fits my schedule better. Or, you know, I actually want to work out like at six o'clock at night. I just felt guilty that like I shouldn't, you know, I should be in the gym in the morning, right? It could be, I want to, you know, I'll just go for a walk or I'll work out when I wake up or what do you see? Like, it could be so many different things, but like break it down and just make it super small and tangible. Like, well, what's the first step to make it happen? I keep saying I love it, but I love it because it's like, (laughs) even hearing you go through those examples, it's like, wow, that's so many people that I've worked with in the gym, like in the personal training space. And then even more so in the coaching that I do now with more mindset focused. And it is really interesting getting people to just say these things out loud. And when they do, they're like, wow, that seems super silly that that was the thing that was holding me back this whole time. And I'm sure you get that time and time again in your line of work too. All the time. And I, I want to clarify, cause I feel like my first and second, the first one is what is causing me to feel this way. Hmm. And then the second is what outcome am I avoiding? So what is causing me to feel this way? What outcome am I avoiding? What is it that I really want? That's where you switch to the positive. Mm-hmm. And then what is the first step to make it happen? Yeah. And those are so simple set of questions, but they can be so complex. And I think we like to make the stories more complex in our head too. Or like, oh, well, it's not really, <laughs> it's not really just this simple, but it ultimately is, I think is what you're arguing too. And I think a big part of it for me is I love to give permission to people to mm-hmm. live life on their terms, the way that they want to create it and, and stop listening to society and all the rules and all of the, well, you should, I'm, and you know, you're doing it when you say, I know I'm supposed to, I know I should be, I know I should be in the gym. I know I should be working out. So if you're using those words all the time, I would encourage you to pause for a moment and well, what do you actually want? Is it you won't be successful if you don't wake up at four in the morning? Well, I hear everybody say that, you know, you have to have a morning routine and you have to be up early and you have to like, that's how you achieve success. And it's like, my question is, okay, well, what does success mean to you? What is your definition? 
That's a beautiful question. It's a hard question for a lot of people. I mean, like I will tell you right now, I am not the person that is going to wake up early in the morning. It's just not going to happen. My, and I, I think that people forget that everyone is different. Everyone's mm-hmm. body is different. Everyone is different. What I call like your peak, we talk about like peak performance, right? Peak energy. Yeah. Like pay attention to like, when are you naturally the most energized throughout the day? Yeah. I've talked about chronotypes on here and how we're all different and you know, the early mornings, they work for me. Yeah. But I, I know that it's not the case for everyone and it helps that I was conditioned through swimming my whole life. Like, yeah, I started waking up at 4am in like sixth or seventh grade. So it's like, I hear 4am and I'm like, I'm not, scared i'm not i don't get like jitters or anything it's like okay cool i just have to wake up a little early whereas i think most people's normal reaction is like oh my gosh but by no means does 4 4 a.m wake up automatically equate to success yeah so i'm very much about empowering you to figure out what works for you and mm. stop beating yourself up and stop feeling like there's something wrong with you or I need more accountability, whatever. Go back to the goal getter, goal setter, right? I said I wanted to do this and I'm, I, you know, I know your audience is more the athletic, right? So like I, I said I wanted to work out and I'm not doing it. So mm. I need more accountability. Well, do you or do we just need to figure out what you're avoiding and right? Like, do we need to figure out like, what is it that you're, what is causing you to feel this way and what outcome are you avoiding? When you figure that out, I see it happen all the time where people almost have this aha of like, well, oh my gosh, I'm avoiding getting up at 4.30 in the morning. Like I need sleep. I've even heard like moms who are not parents who are not sleeping. They have babies at home and they're like, I just, I can't, I feel like such a failure. Like I'm not able to wake up at, you know, 4.35 in the morning. And it's like, people need sleep. (laughs) Like, why are you beating yourself up and making yourself feel like something is wrong with you when your priority right now is why can't you work out later? Mm -hmm. What can you do? Like, let's focus on what can you do? What do you want to do for me no offense to everyone I hope I don't offend anybody but like I am not a gym person right I know (laughs) however I grew up here's what's so funny because I'm like oh my god what's wrong with me why can't I work out I never go to the gym I don't want to go to the gym I'm the I you know they made money off me like I have a membership and I don't go I'm that person right and then I finally asked myself these questions and it's like I grew up in dance I'm used to class I love like dancing and yoga and Pilates. And yes, there are classes at the gym. I get that. But this was before I had that realization of I'm not the weight person. I wouldn't even know what to do. It confuses me. It's overwhelming. I feel dumb. I feel like I'm going to hurt myself. Right. I have injuries. Like, so Mm. all these fears start coming up. So it's not that I'm just like lazy and not motivated. I was scared out of my mind to go somewhere that is so intimidating where everyone looks super fit. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Right. And like, I don't have the cute clothes and I look ridiculous and all of it. I'm like, I don't fit in here. This doesn't feel good to me. I was about to say, it's 
you're spot on with your storytelling today. Everyone knows, you know, especially everyone listening in, definitely knows someone that falls into that category, whether it's them personally or someone at their gym where they see like one time and you never see them again. They're like, ooh, they got they got scared off for whatever reason. And it is a really intimidating place. It's I think up there with you know, people get social anxiety around like going to the club or like going out to a bar. The gym is no different. It's just, you know, it's funny. You can be confident in one and totally unconfident in the other. Let me go surround myself with people with abs and who look strong. And I'm like sitting over here like, oh, okay. Yeah, no. mm -mm." Like with their shakes and healthy food. And I mean, I eat pretty healthy and I'm, I'm learning to, you know, accept and love myself as well. That's been part of this journey. But yeah, let's, let's put you in a place where it brings out all your insecurities. And then you're like, I'm just so lazy. I don't know why I'm not going. I just must not be motivated. I need someone to force me to go. It's like, no, you got to deal with the real issue at hand Mm -hmm. and focus on what can you do? Right? Like I realized doing a dance class or something from home. I mean, that's one benefit of COVID is all the cool online classes and things happening. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. No one's staring at me. I don't feel judged. Right. It's in the safety of my own little home. And I've worked out more consistently this year than I ever have in my entire life. That's huge. Which like that. it's funny you. to me. It's like, <laughs> seriously, that's, that's what this is. Like, Oh, I just, I think that's it. We never take the time to figure out what is the underlying thing. Mm-hmm. We just take the time to beat ourselves up and feel like crap. And, you know, we're trying to fit in and look good and, you know, everyone's telling me, I, sh- I mean, I remember I, there was an accountability group, real estate agents, I feel like are very intense sometimes. And it was like yeah. 4 30 AM accountability. You know, if you don't show up, it's like a thousand dollars or I don't know, we would get crazy. If we don't get on the phones and hit our numbers, it's like a thousand dollar check cashed. So you're like, you better believe you're doing yeah. it. And I remember like wanting to fit in so badly. And I just like, I couldn't do it. My body was like, no, <laughs> it's not happening. And I felt terrible about it. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, it's because I actually need sleep and I don't go to bed early enough to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. It just doesn't happen. So yeah, we need to just cut ourselves a break a little bit. (laughs) I think the biggest thing I'm picking up on this and it's really reaffirming to me and my style of coaching is I always like to find out what people enjoy doing first. And let's, let's double down on that behavior as long as it's productive. But, you know, especially when it comes to working out, it's like, you don't have to, you know, lifting weights is not the only way to get where you want to go. It's one of the many routes that you can take. Are there known research benefits to it? 100% yes. And I have my strength coaching background that I would be like, yeah, let's, let's all throw around some weights and I love introducing people to it. But in your case, if you're coming from that background and now all of a sudden I'm trying to put you in a box that you don't belong in, you're going to rebel and feel unmotivated. You're going to feel shitty about yourself and be like, I'm not going to do anything now. <laughs> yeah. So, if, so if anyone is a trainer, especially, please, I encourage you to. If you're getting resistance from a client or a client is flaking or they're not 
following through or they're not showing up, check in with them and see if this is in alignment with them or if there's something deeper underneath the surface that is actually preventing them from following through. I was about to say that conversation might sound hard, but I think in the long run, it saves both parties a lot of headache. So much because it's, and it doesn't have to be hard, right? It could just Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I just want to check in. Like, like remind me, what is it that you want? What is important to you about this? What is it that you're looking for? Like I hired a trainer once and you know, I had to follow the meal plan. I'm like, I didn't hire you for nutrition stuff. I just hired you to like, help me, you know, get stronger. Mm-hmm. And, and it was almost like they just like, weren't listening to me. Like you said, they put me in a box, like, well, we need the weights and we need this. And I'm like, I'm hurting myself. <laughs> like, this is not, doesn't feel good. Yeah. As I was about to say, I'm sure with, I mean, your other background, obviously in real estate, I'm sure that comes up all the time. If you're not actually listening to what your clients want and you're like, Oh, like I have the perfect house for you. And you show them time and time again, they're like, you're wasting our time. Like, why do you keep showing us these properties? Like they're going to eventually either just get fed up with you and go with a different agent or who knows what happens, but it's the same thing. Just a different practice. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Listening is very important and listening to people's language. You don't, you don't have to be certified in NLP to start picking up on keywords of should you know, supposed to lazy motivation, accountability, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not following through on what I said. So it's, I think that's why this is so important to me to like have this conversation. I'm so grateful you asked me to, to be here today is because we need to stop beating ourselves up and in we, life is short. Like we need to live the life that makes us feel fulfilled and happy Mm -hmm. and joy and you don't find that when your self-talk is just like you're a horrible person and you suck and why can't you do anything and you know better and I should have done this and right. So just to know that there is another way to me was really empowering because it wasn't fun before. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I appreciate this conversation so much because there's so many golden nuggets to take away and actually implement into your day right now. Where can those listening in get more of you? Where can they keep up with you? And what else do you got going on? No, I appreciate it. So Instagram, you can find me at Melissa Machat. It's just my name. And if you want to get on my like VIP list where I'm going to, you know, share about webinars and courses coming up, I teach a lot for free. I do a ton of trainings around this to kind of dive a little bit deeper. So if you're interested, you can text me. It is me. It is my number. You can text me at 702-518-2203. And because of being with Corey today, if you just text the word Corey to 702-518-2203, I'll send you a link and share some of, you know, I just did a webinar about how to avoid burnout what's causing burnout, lots of fun things that I can share with you. Would love to hear from you. Melissa, I just want to acknowledge you one for the way you show up. I know you say, you know, you're overachiever, you're a high achiever and you have stretched yourself thin, but you do a phenomenal job, at least in the times that we've been in the same space of being completely present and putting your best foot forward and 
it's evident with the value that you provided today. I think, like I said, there's so many nuggets here that these people can take with them and start implementing into their life. So I just want to thank you for that and enjoy us your Friday here. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. And yes, I'm here to support you and help empower others. So whatever I can do, I am here for it. I love it. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation with Melissa. What I really enjoyed the most was that she gave us all actionable steps to take. There's definitely things that I took away from this conversation and started to implement in my day-to-day life. And I encourage you all to do the same. If you haven't done so already, I highly encourage you to share this episode with a friend, a family member, or teammate who could use a boost. Stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by following me on Instagram at Corey Camp. And remember, if you can change your mindset and how you think, you'll be able to change your life one thought at a time. I'll see you all next week.